Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Brandon Neely, who is a certified profit first and bank on yourself professional. Brandon, how you doing? Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited. I I swear I see you everywhere I look. Uh, I'm in the fire group. And every time I go in there, I see Timmy Douglas uh, posting in there. (laughs) Yep. Always trying to connect with people and help them go after their dreams and goals. So on the podcast and Facebook groups, cold DMs, whatever it may be. <laughs> right. I, I got to tell you, I didn't know what the fire movement was. Um, apparently, I, I let's see, I started a coffee shop, right? This was years ago, left the corporate job and started my own business. And this was like, I'd say about 10, 12 years ago now. And uh I didn't realize that I retired early. I just didn't get to the FI part, uh, financial independence, and retired from the corporate job to start this. And I was like, oh, I went backwards. Whoops. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with it. As long as you're enjoying your days, right? Oh, yeah. There was some, in the beginning, it was awesome. Sometimes there was some times where I'm like, oh, man, this place is going to kill me. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, everybody has those days. <laughs> Hence, hence why I don't have a coffee shop anymore, by the way. Uh, very fair. Very fair. And we're going to get into what you do currently do. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun? Yeah, I have a four-year-old. So a lot of um, fun adventures outside. We go really to a lot of playgrounds right now. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of fun. A lot of outward outside activity. Uh, so something to keep us active. Um, one of your questions, I think he's going to ask, what do you do like to keep you healthy? Something I like to do for fun is, um, every morning I go to the gym, uh, and that's just for me. And I feel like that's a fun thing. I listen to podcasts while I'm doing it. So, you know, yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's work too, but whatever. Uh, podcasts can be fun. A little bit of mental conditioning as well as physical conditioning. Exactly. Exactly. Well, tell us more about what you do. Yeah, I am a certified profit first professional. I think about that as one of the best um, books uh, to read is profit first as a business owner, majority of businesses fail, right? Um, Almost half in, in some statistics or higher. And I was one of those people where I was never getting paid. You know, everything else was being paid before me, right? My staff, inventory costs. And uh, as running the coffee shop, I was like, man, when are we going to get paid? Our business name was Overflow, right? And through that, we were never filling ourselves up, right? And we weren't feeling good. And there was a point in my career there where I almost like, I went to the hospital for high anxiety, high blood pressure and said, something needs to change. And uh, found out about this book, Profit First, 
we were also savers at the time. So we were still knew we needed to save somewhere. Um, and we, we thought about the, this idea of, you know, the 401k match, you know, when you're your own boss and they, they tell you, take the match, do all that stuff. That's amazing. Well, if you're your own boss, uh, there is no match, yep. right? Um, you have to figure it out for yourself. And so my biggest investment was me, right? Our biggest risk was us. So we, we, um, started doing this thing called infinite banking. We did not know that it was a big, uh, crazy thing that people love to hate or really love, right? Um, we did it because it made sense to us. And using these policies helped us uh, get through an emergency in our business, right? When the business uh, had a flood, literally the roof was taken off and there was a freak storm in Chicago and the store flooded. Uh, well, we needed capital to get through it, right? And so we had policy, our, our policy that we were able to access without consequences to be able to get through that. We did that again and um, for taking care of credit card debt, ultimately buying a house and doing real estate, right? So I think a lot about profit first and infinite banking as cash flow management system. So a business can thrive, whether they get go through a pandemic, recession, depression. I don't know what else could happen. Who knows? Uh, in the next couple of years, um, aliens will probably show up in a couple of days or something. I don't know. X. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I, I'd right? enjoy it as long as they're who, I mean, who knows? Like literally, we've had everything happen in the past two years anyway. So <laughs> yeah, might as well. I, I think I did see a a news article that they did spot aliens or something about a month ago. I don't know. Um, hey, I don't know if it's real. I'm, I'm ready to see it. So, yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. So you jumped into um, infinite banking and that really helped save your business and helped you yeah. buy a home and helped you get some real estate. A lot of people on the show who are listening definitely aren't going to know what infinite banking is. So walk us through it. Yeah. So uh, I think that a lot of people, when it comes to finance, they are uh, investing and they're calling it saving, right? And a lot of people's financial pyramids are built upside down, right? Uh, and they don't have a solid foundation, meaning, and the banks uh, have intentionally made it that way. Wall Street has intentionally made it that way to keep us on this machine, right? Uh, and honestly, uh, when I think about Wall Street and some of that, I, I kind of put it as a, and this might sound harsh, but it's it's kind of like it being in an abusive relationship, right? They'll punch you in the face, say, you know, and, and we'll be told, don't worry about it. Don't, don't look, you know, it'll be okay. Just look the other way, you know, and, and then we were told to then go back. It's, it's okay, right? And, and I think that that's crazy. If somebody was in a, a physical relationship like, like what we are with, with the market, we would say, get out, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying you don't do some of that. I'm saying you build a solid foundation first. And so, um, you know, thinking about savings versus investing. The, the problem is banks 
don't give us any um, incentive to save anymore, right? And so then we put it all in, in risk places. And then when an emergency happens, we tank even further, right? We go into credit card debt even more. So infinite banking is a place where I put a lot of my liquid capital, right? As me, as the business owner, my biggest risk is my business. My biggest ROI is going to be my business, right? More than what Elon Musk is going to do or who knows what, unless I know that, like yeah. if I'm really good at understanding those things, like understanding a real estate deal, then go, go for it. But most people have no idea. They're just, to, you know, following other people who say, you know, get into real estate, go into this, do that. And they don't know anything. Yeah. So, and again, like you were saying, your biggest ROI is your business. Those who are investing mm -hmm. in real estate, that's their business. So yeah, I mean, theoretically the just as well. Yeah, they should. Right. And they should know. And, and if you know, in real estate, not all real estate is the same. You can okay. talk to somebody who's in real estate and you find out they're in fix and flips and you're in, you know, uh, notes, right? Doing okay. note investing. Very different thing. Very different ways of, of thinking. Um, what I think about is building a healthy business, having access to capital, putting it into a policy, life insurance policy is, is the infinite banking thing. Uh, making sure it is designed the right way. That's why I'm a bank and yourself advisor, because I know it's kind of like being, um, you know, the, the high grade meat and all that kind of stuff, making sure it has the, the, the right credentials. That's profit first, right? Credentials to be able to know how to build a policy that works. Right. Cause some people will say, yeah, but they're, they're, they're scam artists this way or that way. I'm like, well, there's, Everywhere you go, there's going to be somebody who's going to try and take advantage. My goal is to make sure that my clients, regardless of what happens, they are in a solid place that they can take care of challenges or opportunities because opportunities are going to come. And that you know what's going to be crazy? The people that are sitting on liquid cash or ability for, to have liquid cash are going to make a lot of money pretty soon. Oh, yeah. Every, every time a recession hits, as unfortunate as it is, it causes a lot of problems for people and entrepreneurs yep. make their money by solving problems. Yeah. So, yeah. A lot of people are about to cash in in the coming. Yeah. And so I have at my cash value and my policy. Now there is like a, people will say, yeah, but aren't you taking money from your own cash value? And, you know, I hear this all the time. I'm like, well, you know, it's kind of like a HELOC. Uh, you're, you know, the HELOC strategy where you take out the equity in your house, right? Yep. And you use that equity to buy an asset, right? And you're wise. with, yeah, with that asset, the, the challenging thing with the 1031s is, it, is there's a lot of like challenges that could catch you and you have to pay taxes if you don't watch out, if you don't do it perfect, right? Yep. Here, it's the same similar kind of thing, except the house is you right? The collateral is what you put in and you're taking an advance from that. And of course you want to pay it back. You don't have to, right? That just makes, makes sense to me, right? It's the same principle. It literally, so, oh my gosh, it, <laughs> give me a second. So people um, are always really skeptical of things that will make them wealthy. 
and will yeah. work. And, yeah. you know, they'll call you a scam artist, for example, for spouting out um, information about infinite banking. But then they realize that their boss is giving them $60,000 a year for their most valuable asset, which is time and does not have mm -hmm. their best interest in mind. When it's right. like, here, I'm telling you stuff that'll make you wealthy. Here, your boss is telling you stuff to control you. And it's like, you're focused on trusting your boss, which is just like, mm -hmm. why? And so one, that's the scamming side of things. But then there's so much information out there that'll tell you this is bad. And that really not even infinite banking, real estate, entrepreneurship, that'll tell you all these things are bad. Yeah. Yeah, there are some difficulties. There are pros, there are cons. But, yeah, exactly. Um, I just think it's so important to get the right information out there because like Dave Ramsey has such a big voice, but he goes against infinite banking so much. Oh yeah, he's he's called me all kinds of names, you know? And I'm like, yeah, this is ridiculous. And I don't think uh, Robert Kiyosaki is right all the time either. You know, it's oh. a fix. And here, here's the thing that I, I talk to people all the time. Most of the time, my answer is it depends. Even a question that you might ask me today, it might be a different answer tomorrow, depending on what your goals are right now, right? And a lot of times we don't want to think strategically when it comes to our money and future. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I'm right there with you. I'm right. I, there. I think there's a couple things that, I, that whenever I talk to people uh, and what really like uh, blows their mind is, you know, don't do what the banks tell you to do, do what the banks do. Why are the banks the most profitable business in the world? Yeah. Why do they do this and how can you mimic that, right? And then don't do what the rich are just telling you to do. What the heck are they doing? How did these people get there? And how is like even Elon Musk's and, and you know all these types doing this buy, borrow, die strategy, right? And not paying taxes. Yep. Right? Yeah. Could no, they right have here. something? And, and wondering again, oftentimes we're being played, the middle class and the poor, you know, and, and I grew up on the south side of Chicago or lived in the south side of Chicago. Yeah, it's interesting that payday loans are in the south side and then the big high rises are on the north side. Yep. You know, anyway. Yeah. No, for sure. And so I'm just curious, one more thing about infinite banking. Um, do you have to put $300,000 in to be able to borrow $300,000? Talk to us about that. Yeah, so, so I think about it more as a cash flow thing. Right. When I first started my policy, it's like 400 bucks a month. Right. Mm -hmm. And as I put in $400 a month, you know, some is like uh, long term saving, right? Saving for the future. It needs to be retired for, for retirement. And I, and I kind of think about it as I'm doing this is there's two people at play older me and current me. Right. Older me. Uh, is the retired person that's, you know, uh, at the end of life, right? Current me is needing access to capital, right? So I might be able to take a policy loan as I put in more and more money that the cash value will grow, right? You can't put in 200,000 and expect it to be 300,000 right from the beginning, right? Yeah. Still has to mature, build, grow. Uh, you have to, to feed the system. Right. But it, it's kind of like you're building your um, equity, 
in the policy, the more you put in, like the more your where you have like zero yeah. percent equity at the beginning. Yeah, your line of credit just continues to build. Yep. Right. So as my as I put in, my line of credit is bigger than it was four years ago, and the things that I can do are bigger. Right. So as as I talk to clients, some people can only afford to build a Volkswagen. Right. And so I want to build a policy that's good for the Volkswagen. Now, that can they do things that are um, like Hummer level? Probably not. Right. Yeah. Um, but they can start building the, the, the things in their head, exercise, the, the, the habits to get there. Right. Because the, the reality is when you look at family dynasties, They've had generations to build this system. Yeah. You know, whereas some of us, I, I think you're, you're a place of similar to me where we didn't start on a, on a you know, rich relative giving us a hundred grand to, to start a business. Yep. We had to start with our own efforts and, you know, all kinds of stuff, right? That's it. So one of the things I think about is don't compare yourself to, to these guys. Just compare yourself to yourself yesterday and how do we keep building and getting better? Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. So I hope I answered the question. I don't know if I did or not. But. Yeah. Yeah. You answered it. It's kind of like a slow build over time. But if I'm correct, when you pay into your policy, you are also getting a return on the money you paid in. And is that yeah. around six to eight percent or something like that? Yeah, it, it grows over time. So what what Dave Ramsey will say is those insurance agents, they make so much money. Right. And here's the thing. Think about running a business. You, you're in the, how many years of your business? Right. I am in like year one. <laughs> year one. You probably spend more than you make. Right. Mm. It costs you almost to start your business. Absolutely. Right. Year two is probably going to cost you less. You're going to get more money, right? Year three, uh, it's going to start shifting. Usually that's how most businesses roll, right? And, and that's kind of the way the policy works. It's a business model. So the first couple of years, you're building and, and trying to overcome the cost, right? The cost of insurance, the cost of building the business. And then by the uh, third year, if it's built correctly, fourth year, it starts shifting, and then they start almost pretty much paying you to be putting money into the policy. And then it just kept, keeps building over time, right? So I think of it as a business model. Is there a cost? Way less when you think about assets under management and 1% fees in that way and having access to capital because then you know you can put down 20% on a, on a property and not have to pay PMI insurance. Exactly. Didn't come from the policy. Didn't make any money from the policy because of it. But my cash flow is better because of it. Yeah, it's the access to capital in five years, ten years, fifteen years that just makes it yeah. so so good. <laughs> yeah, and that that's why I I say to people like you, you know, if you have not started something like this right now. The cheapest it will ever be is that is right now. And I hear people say at 55 and 60, I wish I would have known about this earlier. And then the 20 year olds think they're going to live forever. Right. Yep. Um, and do. they wait. Right. But, and then here's the cool thing. They call this the rich man's Roth, right? 
because with when you put these policies, I can put way more than 6,500 into this thing, right? Uh, and you just, you have another policy, right? You add another one to your portfolio. I gotcha. I gotcha. Man, I love it. I, and just curious, is it like, so I know you said like families like pass it down and that's how they really re like keep generational wealth building and growing. Is this something I would like bring my brother into, bring my sister into, or is this just uh, me and my spouse and my kids type of thing? Yeah. So sometimes you can, it depends on insurable interest. Uh, you think about family legacies, right? If you have a, a been, let's see, I, um, you know, people dying, right? Yeah. So, so I have my mother-in-law that I take care of, right? Uh, she bought a policy. We will eventually get the death benefit, right? She started late, but it'll give us uh, a windfall at some point. Or if she uses it to, to live off of, at least we didn't have to drain her assets and we have to take care of her in other ways, right? Um, she is also paying for a policy for my son. She's doing a hundred bucks a month into my policy for him. I don't pay for it. She does hundred bucks a month. Uh, that's better than a 529 plan. He's going to have a huge leg up than I am. And then I have policies for me and my wife. Uh, I have another one for my business. So as I'm building my, my business, uh, my tax hold account within profit first, part of my tax hold account just happens to go into a policy first. So is the I'm idea just, of infinite banking in profit first? No, uh, it is not probably because, you know, already enough, Dave Ramsey already like hates on different things that are different. So I don't know if you want to add too many things where they are going to, but I do know that uh, they are practitioners a lot of times in the profit first or in the infinite banking system. It's just, again, it's a cash flow management system and just so happens one of my banks that I'm storing it in is a life insurance policy. Yeah. Whatever you call it, doesn't ma really matter. Um, but I know it's going to generate so much more wealth uh, for my family and my business doing it this way. Absolutely. Well, so, awesome. so cool thing. This, this is really, uh, I'm really excited on this. I've been using my policy. I'm about to close on, as you know, real estate prices, uh, interest rates are going up. And yeah. so I've been thinking a lot and I'm like, I'm about to buy a, a building, uh, closing on a building for my office, right? So I'm personally gonna own this building using my cash value again. Uh, this is the fourth time I've used it because I've still been a good banker paying it back. Um, and I am going to buy this building. And I was talking to a banker about this uh, as I was, you know, researching and saying, what, what do I want to do on this business, uh, loan? Uh, and he, I'm telling him about what I do. And he's like, I've never heard of this. This is amazing. That is so genius. And I'm like, you've been doing this for 20 years. You should know this more than me. Anyway, yeah. it's ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, tell us a little bit more about your motivation. What gets you up and keeps you going every day? Yeah, I am an activist by, um, by heart, right? And one of the things why we started the coffee shop is we are, you know, wanting to change the world, right? We, we went into coffee because we wanted to impact 
the world. Coffee is the second most widely traded commodity. Americans the number one consumer. So we wanted to do it there. But then we learned about the money system and how much debt is used to keep people almost enslaved, right? And saying, okay, somebody needs to do something about this. This changed my life. When I got into this whole system, I didn't know that Dave Ramsey hates this. I didn't know that there was an opinion. All I knew was it made a difference for me. I want people to get out of poverty, right? Yeah. Um, life insurance in itself, just life insurance, is to protect widows and orphans, right? And whole life, like what does it do? It's supposed to protect widows. Do you, do you think we would have less of a problem with the boomer generation and a lot of people being broke if they actually, if the husbands had set up life insurance for their spouses, Yeah. right? That would have probably been better, right? At least given them something. I'm not saying it would have been perfect for everything, but my motivation is how do I help people break through to a smart, stable financial future and change the legacy of their family? Because I know it's changed my son. Uh, this kid's going on trips I've never, ever been on. And I'm like, holy crap, this yeah. is crazy. And can I help more people do that? Because most of the time, I will tell you what, what people are saying, they just copy each other. They copy Dave Ramsey. They don't even know. They don't know how to think. And if we learn that, we can change generations. Yeah. Yeah. Dave Ramsey triggers me. <laughs> oh, me too. Well, and, and again, there's a lot at some of those people that are in, in like some of those groups trigger me too. And that's why I'm like, oh yeah, because they just copy what other people are saying and you they know, don't his, know how to think. I'll say his principles are so good until he tells you how to invest. And I'm just mm -hmm. like, man, you're just, you're misguiding them. <laughs> like it's just not objectively the best thing for them to do. It may be and the it, most hands-off, the least amount of thinking. Yep. Honestly, how not it, either. <laughs> how <laughs> has that worked out? Cause exactly. if you think about it, the eighties, we've been doing this 401k thing. The market is at an all-time high, highest it's ever been. How's that worked out for a lot of people? Yeah. And why in the world do we think we could do any different? And what we need to learn, especially you as a younger person, I wish I would have learned earlier, is start thinking now, build a brand and business, you know, because that means you have multiple customers as opposed to just one. Um, and uh, different streams of revenue and things will change in 20 years. Who knows if zoom will exist or whatever. Um, no. God knows we didn't know if Facebook wasn't around 20 years ago, um, you know, and, and we don't know where the, I, I do know that as people are saying right now, if you're young, they're saying, well, just keep buying on the low. It'll be great. And we'll just keep buying and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you realize there will be another crash. Yeah. And another crash. And, and we don't know when that's going to be. Uh, and so I'd, I'd rather not be living in fear of the next crazy thing that happens. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, now we're going to jump into your dreams and goals. Tell us about your vision for your business and the rest of your life. Yeah. My big dream is like, you know, where people almost 
like know about this concept and it's it's not just a uh, crazy thing, but people are starting to understand it. Maybe uh, the, the hard part is if, if it became normalized, then uh, the rich people and things would change maybe, I don't know. Um, but but um, I want more and more people to understand this and start thinking about how the money system works. So my life work is to help people, you know, understand the flow of money, how the Fed, you know, the Fed is neither uh, federal nor a reserve, right? Yeah. Um, and yet we're putting too much trust in that, right? So I really, my, my life's work is to, you know, get the message out there, whether it's through me or, you know, you know, I ed educate you and you, you know, advocates and all that, that's, that's going to be powerful for me. There we go. There we go. So get the message out there about infinite banking and showing people how the money system works. Are there any other dreams or goals that you want to chat about? Yeah. One of my big goals, and I wrote this down, um, as, as I ask people, what are your dreams and goals? It's not to go to Disney world. I have no desire to go to Disney world. Uh, but I want my son to visit six of the seven continents before he's 18. Uh, when he starts complaining his latte is too foamy, we're going to Africa or, you know, somewhere to like, you know, get some hands on, you know, dirt in his face, something, you know, uh, and some of that's selfish because then I have to go visit all of those places with him. Yep. Um, but he's already been to Aruba as a four-year-old and I'm like, holy crap, this is, this is awesome. So I, I really want him to experience and, and realize he is not the center of the world. This, this is why we're in a problem in our world right now is because people don't know how to listen to each other, how to have empathy uh and all of that and i want him to be able to say you know this this person looks different than me and that's okay yeah yeah absolutely i love it well if there were one or two people that you could meet right now and this could be a specific person or a type of person and they'd really help you take the next step towards getting infinite banking out there and getting your son to six of the seven continents who would they be oh man and how uh, would they help you yeah, one of them, I, I was thinking about this, like Garrett Gunderson is a guy that does infinite banking and has been doing this for a while. Uh, he wrote a book called uh, What Would the Billionaires Do? Um, I think that would be a great person. Pat Flynn uh, is another one that I, I like. Uh, all of these are different people in different spheres. I listen to a lot of podcasts, you know, so, um, you know, people on YouTube, uh, I I don't know anybody in the other other side of the world yet that uh, that I'm like, hey, they do infinite bank because they don't, right? Because it's a U.S. thing. Um, but I, I should find somebody who's over there so I can make it a some kind of a, a tax write-off or something. Is it really only a U.S. thing? Yeah, it's only in the U.S. states. I mean, there's there's Canada that has you know because it's insurance companies. Yeah. And it's uh, certain insurance. I'm sure they have different ways of building it, but in, infinite banking and using the life insurance in this way um, is it's a state regulated kind of deal. Wow. I totally thought it was just around the world or mm. like first world countries. Yeah. I'm sure they have some kind of way in, in Europe. Maybe I will never figure that out. No yeah. The wealthy are moving to. their money somehow. <laughs> yeah. And again, um, 
there's other things I want to learn as I go. My, my wife is working on her, her CFP. Uh, I'm not, um, you know, I yeah. will, th- when we write our book, here's the thing. It's going to say Amanda and Brandon Neely, or maybe I'll say Brandon and Amanda Neely CFP. So they'll look like I'm a CFP, but I'm not, you know, <laughs> probably they, they will regulate that, but you know. Yeah, probably <laughs> some, some sort of punctuation to make it extremely clear. Yeah. Uh, so those are a couple people. Uh, I'm a learner. So I, I think here's the thing in our time now, if you want to talk to anybody, you pretty much can get them on the phone and, and connect with them. I learned that when I was in the music industry, I, I just said, I want to work in music. So I picked up this thing called the yellow pages um, and looked up recording studios and said, how do I do this? And they, they said, you intern. I was like, all right. So I started interning and worked with celebrities. So um, here's the thing I, I want to tell your listeners, any of those people that you have on your list, probably all you need to do is call them. Yep. Yep. Call them. And if not them, and they're like too untouchable, just call their like cousin or their sister or something and you'll be like literally one degree of separation away and get invited over for christmas dinner and you'll probably see them (laughs) i i have figured out that i am i think i was two degrees or three degrees from spielberg um and i think uh how many degrees from kevin bacon i think that would be four um anyway uh because it's that four degrees to kevin bacon or something like that I got you. I got you. Yeah. Awesome. Well, what are the most important one or two things that everyday people, we're talking Sally at the grocery store, can do to help you accomplish your dreams? Yeah, I would love people to uh, listen to our podcast. We have Wealth Wisdom Financial Podcast, right? Um, I think my wife and I, is she's a really good writer. I'm there for colorful commentary mainly. Um, but she really thinks a lot through the podcast. We have a YouTube channel. If you look up Wealth Wisdom Financial, uh, I'm really trying to get more people uh, listening to the content. The hard part is people want clickbait and they want to be fed a two-minute easy answer uh, to a solution. And, And our content is stuff that has to helps you think so you can make better decisions right and i i really want people to engage in the content listen and ask yourself questions as you listen and say all right the needles are crazy yeah or maybe they're onto something yeah yeah absolutely love it there we go guys go check out the podcast and now we're going to jump into our thriving three first one Favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. So I'll use my mentor's podcast, not your average financial podcast. Uh, he has a really awesome uh, podcast show. Um, I remember in 2019, we did an episode with them of crazy things that could happen. Uh, the, the thing is, is most of them did happen, except for zombies. Zombies didn't attack. Um, but we were thinking about how the money system would play out if we had, you know, hyperinflation, inflation. Uh, and so anyway, listening to his episodes are just 
really awesome. It's not your average financial podcast, sister podcast of ours. Um, that's a plug for his. He's great. There we go. Not as good as my podcast, though, but, you know. And whatever. both of them aren't as good as this one. So no, I'm just like, <laughs> awesome. Well, we already know the one way you like to care for yourself, going to the gym every morning. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. At least five, four to five times a week. I'm on a 40 day streak of 10,000 steps. Um, and I, I had a, have a four-year-old and my weight was going in the wrong direction. Right. So I was going to the gym regularly. Um, one of the things I think about when it comes to money, and when it comes to uh, health, it's almost that calorie thing. If you burn more calories than you eat, you're going to lose weight, yep. right? Um, this is the interesting thing on, on our, our market. We're told to keep consuming, keep consuming, and it'll show health. And if you look at a, a extremely overweight person, no offense to them, but Usually it, it leads to diabetes, leads to unhealthiness, leads to a lot of things that are not good. Yeah. And I believe that that's why our economy is very similar to our human body. Uh, and I think that we need to stop consuming so much. We need to actually save, right? Conserve those kind of things. We need to learn those principles and it, enact it like we do our, in our body enacted in our our wallets yeah absolutely there we go and what is one action step you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to meet garrett gunderson or pat flynn oh i think uh, i could have gone and met him like last week um but i i have a family thing that is happening um so i couldn't i think one of them is just reaching out to them right um you know, I think some of it is for me, right? It's the same as anybody. I'm like, oh, I'm not that big a deal. Why am I going to call them? Um, but at some point I'm like, yeah, I, wanna, I, I should totally. So I'm gonna, I should just reach out to them. You know, this was so interesting. I think it's um, important that you realize that you can just reach out to anybody because I had somebody on the podcast. I think it was Dennis Consorte who told me that I should go connect with Bob Burke. So I was talking about how much I loved Bob Burke's book, The Go-Giver. Yeah. So Dennis told me to go connect with Bob on LinkedIn. I connected with Bob. Bob connected with me back. And then his assistant emailed me and said, so when are you having Bob on the podcast? And my podcast isn't huge right now, right? So I'll yeah. have like five to 10 people listening per episode. Well, then it was like one to two people. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, Bob Berg, this best-selling author who has written so many books and I, in my head was so famous. I was like, he's just going to come on my podcast. And yes, he did just come on my podcast. And I interviewed Bob Berg, who six months before I'd started the podcast, I was reading his book and I was like, this is insane. Like this man is amazing. And then he came on my podcast. It was so cool. So cool. Well, and you never know, right? How that's going to work and never like with you, you've been doing this for a while, those small beginnings, right? And even us, we, we are four years into our business and I finally have a marketing person. We have our assistant. Uh, we often compare ourselves, you know, to the big guys, yep. right? And say, oh, me as a business owner, I, you know, hire out everything and wait and do all of that stuff. And uh, it's an infant, right? When you have a baby, you got to wipe its ass. 
you got to do all kinds of crazy stuff that you don't want to do. Right. Sleepless nights, all kinds of things, but then they mature. And, uh, and by the time they're like teenagers, you're like, Oh man, I can't believe they did that. You know? And, and it just evolves as long as you're kind of a, a good parent and that's the way a business is. And you're in infancy stage, right? Um, so enjoy the infancy stage uh, and know it's not going to be forever. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. Well, now we're going to jump into our last series of questions and they require a lot of pretext. So stick with me. All right. So a lot of people have come on the podcast and they've said that the catalyst that helps you that helps people switch from having a fixed mindset, not willing to accept help and not willing to accept change to having a growth mindset, being willing to accept help and being willing to accept change. The catalyst is a personal choice that happens after either extreme inspiration or extreme desperation. Do you agree, disagree, have anything to add or subtract? So I, I think there's, um, it's, it's Carol Direct that wrote the, the growth fixed mindset, I think. Um, and I think that we can have fixed mindsets in some areas and growth mindsets in another, other areas. And we might be okay to have fixed mindsets in some areas and that's gonna just keep it healthy maybe. Uh, and in some areas we need to have growth mindset, right? Um, for example, in, di in dieting and, and doing all of that stuff. For me, I know what I needed to do uh, and I just needed to make the shift and say, all right, this is not gonna happen anymore. And say, I'm not gonna keep going in the wrong direction and be uh, the fat parent, right? Yeah. Um, but how can I change that and, and move into the growth mindset? And I think a lot of times you have to have some self per per perception of that. And most people are not good at perceiving themselves. Uh, and I think that that's important. That's why asking those money questions of yourself asking dreams and goals and asking what the money blocks are. You know, there's always blocks. Yeah. Yeah. And everything. Absolutely. You know. I love it. Well, given that same amount of extreme inspiration or desperation, why do you think some people make the choice to change and others don't? Do you think it's that just ability to perceive oneself? I think some. I think some, they're just like tied in and my family is this, so therefore I'm going to be this and they don't actually change, right? And you know them. I mean, you, they're family members, right? There's people that you're just like, oh my gosh, you know, you can see it in them. They can't see it in themselves. And it's just sad. And often even when, when you're married, right? Your, your spouse will see it, but you don't. And that's hard. And that's why having coaches and guides along your journey is helpful, right? Because they were going to see and ask questions that maybe you didn't, and it just unlocked something. So I, I'm a huge believer in investing in those things, having those people in place, because they're going to help you get further. And it might not be quick. It might take you falling down a bunch of times, right? Yep. Um, but a lot of times in our Instagram world, we're, we're praised for the success, not for the failure. And I will guarantee you, 
uh, you're, uh, you know, young in business, you will have many more failures than you do successes that the key is going to be get back up and do it again. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, awesome. Some people need a small amount of inspiration or desperation to change and others need a larger, more consistent amount. What do you think establishes that breaking point or that threshold and can it be influenced? I think it's, it, it can be influenced by who you surround yourself. You know, you're the five people you surround yourself with kind of deal. You've probably heard that many times. Um, and, and some people, again, they're just going to be defeatist. They play the victim, right? Uh, you have to get out of the victim mindset and move into, okay, you know, we are in a world right now, and, and this is uh, something I, I've thought about, of um, chaos, confusing, haphazard, anxious, overwhelming, and stressful. How many people are going to blame Biden, blame Trump, blame, you know, the Fed or blame somebody else for everything else, right? Yeah. And they play the victim and say, well, it was my job. My job did this, this did that. No, put on your big boy pants, take 100% responsibility for everything and go after it, right? Um, you know, you invested in a deal, it didn't work out. You invested in the deal. There wasn't, the, you know, anyway. Yep. Um, and I think that it's both small and big of, of those things, but take responsibility. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. And for this last question, I want you to keep a person in your head that has a really fixed mindset, not willing to accept help, not willing to accept change. And um, just keep them in your head as I go mm. through this question. So in Atomic Habits, James Clear talks about the four laws of changing your behavior. And the mm -hmm. laws are make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy, and make it satisfying. With that context in mind, and the avatar I told you to keep in your head, how can we, you and I, create an environment that makes it obvious, attractive, easy, and satisfying for that avatar to make the choice that will change their life? Uh, so I have a person in, in my life that I that hasn't changed and I don't have that relationship with them uh, and they play the victim. And sometimes I think it's, it's, you know, those things that they need to do and they just won't, yeah, won't do it. Uh, they'll keep blaming you. They'll keep blaming other people, you know, and, and I think that that's sometimes you just got to like, as much as you care for them, cut your losses and kind of move on. Right. Uh, and that's a hard place, especially if you love them. But, but I look at this again in our, in our world of you ever heard of the bucket of crabs? Oh yeah. You know, so, so there's these, these crabs are trying to get out and one's, one's trying to get out, but all these other crabs are going to pull it down. Um, and that's, a, again, we can't change everybody. We can only change ourselves. Right. And, and that's, I don't know. I don't know how to help somebody else unless they want to be helped. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, and I guess this is, um, I feel like this is the crux of, the issue that plagues humanity there are some people yeah. that just don't want to be helped and then we kind of just let them stay that way which is like 
on the one hand, you can't change people. On the mm-hmm. other hand, there are a lot of us who know how to influence and incentivize people. And so the question is, can we create a community in which we incentivize those people who don't want to be helped such that they do want to be helped? Can we create an environment that makes it easier to ask for help than to not ask for help? Right. Well, and then here, here's the thing I think is, is really interesting. Again, I'm doing life insurance sales. People will tell me I'm a snake oil salesman. I'm doing this and I'm evil and blah, blah, blah. And I already judge me before I even have asked any questions Yep. because of that. And for me, I'm like, no, I just want to ask questions. You know, what are your dreams and goals and concerns and how does this play and does it play in? And, and we're really quick to judge and say that person's wrong. I'm right. Um, uh, marketing is done that way. And, and I think it's so hard because we're divided and we're, we're in order to win, we're told, well, you need to be against somebody, you know, that's, uh, Donald Miller, you know, uh, said, you know, you have to find that enemy. Right. And, and for me, um, I think about this whenever I'm doing infinite banking, uh, my, in the bank of yourself world, she says, well, wall street's evil kind of a thing. Well, no, there's a lot of people in it that are not so great. Right. Um, but it's not in and of itself. Money is not evil, you know, that, that kind of thing, but how do we position ourselves to be in a better place, serving others, having a win-win scenario. That's one of the reasons I don't like the market is because in order for somebody to win, somebody has to lose. I don't like those, those things. I want to create win-win scenarios and there's enough out there for abundance for everybody. Right. Uh, then they call you a socialist if you say that. Right. Um, and I'm like, no, not really saying that either. And I'm not a, a capitalist in that way, you know, yeah. but, and, and I think it's a challenging thing and that's why we need more people having conversations to overcome those barriers because we have a lot of barriers ahead of us. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So kind of, uh, the thing that is really causing, um, the difficulty with making the choice that will change your life is the division and Mm -hmm. the barriers ahead of us. You're saying overcome that by making space for conversations and unity and win-win situations as opposed to having an enemy. Yeah. I mean, again, I think that's where I go back to infinite banking. Doing infinite banking is building a cash flow management system so you can risk really hard in other areas and maybe screw up, right? Yeah. Um, and, And it's a both and. Most of the time, it's not a either or. It's usually a both and in our um scenarios and and that's the way it usually is in the bible usually it's a both and jesus is saying this is bad and this is bad both and you know or something like that not gonna go i am human and i am god (laughs) yeah and and you're like how does that work and it is a, a crazy paradox yep uh and the problem is we don't know how to live in the middle and realize we don't know everything. And once you start realizing that, 
you become the sage wise Yoda, right? And yeah. and not the crazy person, right? Um, anyway, th those are things that I think that we need more of. That's we have a, a method we call the still method that we use, and it's set your sights, track your in and out, inspect your progress, look for one percent adjustments, and live deliberately. Doing those practices, it's almost like exercise, uh, doing the still method is like kind of doing Yoda exercises to become a master of something. And the fun thing is my answers are going to change, but my sights, if I set my sights towards a goal, um, I'm more likely to reach it than if I just, what do you say? What do you say? Like, don't have a goal maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Well, awesome. Brandon, thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? No, I think I, I said a lot. I, I, we went all over the place, you know. Um, I think really the main thing I think about is, you know, the infinite banking system, using that system to its advantage. Uh, don't just assume that, you know, even me on a podcast, right, or you, that we all know everything, right? Do your own learning research and, and test things. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I'm right there with you. Well, Brandon, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm excited for this. Of course. And if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Brandon had to say, make sure to reach out to him. Ask about Infinite Baking. Go ahead and check out his podcast. Share it with some friends who are curious. Send it to Dave Ramsey. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> and as we always ask, shoot this podcast to one to three people you know need to hear this message. Go ahead and give us a five-star review on iTunes and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one -on -one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.